Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we will talk about baptism. And uh, baptism, I'm sure every listener knows how uh, important of a sacrament, as I will call it, because of our Episcopal Church. I don't know that others know, uh, specifically in the evangelical world, um, know it as a sacrament, um, but it is something that we refer to in the Episcopal Church, uh, but we know it's all pretty important. (laughs) And so um, let's start from the way, way back, um, potentially, and uh, where, you know, we'll start from where did baptism come from? I, I don't um, I remember thinking about this and um, where did it originate from? And I didn't, I, I don't ever recall thinking, oh, in the Old Testament, bapti- you know, the first baptism was here. It's just not something that stuck out to me. Um, so if, if it is in the Old Testament, then Tom, uh, I'll start with you. Where did baptism originate from? Where did, where did the idea, because, and, and, let, and let me say this, the, the only one I remember <laughs> beginning this was, it said, um, well, it was Jesus' baptism, but even before that, I'm pretty sure that somewhere in a line, it said that John was out baptizing people um, right. in the Jordan. So that's the earliest, you know, quote unquote memory I have of baptism in the Bible, but where did it originate from? Where did baptism come from? So John was out in the desert practicing a mikvah, which is a common Jewish practice, still in use today. So a mikvah is a natural body of water or some kind of baptistry like the one at St. Patrick's, for example, where you're at, Justin, where it's fed with uh, living water or you know, that's why uh, when you guys have a baptism, uh, there's water flowing from one level to the next. It's moving, living water, fresh water. Um, so a Jewish, so before the priest had could enter the temple, they would mikvah. So they would immerse in the water. And it was a ritual cleansing. So you could prepare for... Um, this task in the temple that you had to do. And nice. it, it, it wasn't just the uh, priest that did it, you know. It was uh, like today, uh, a Jewish man is mikvahed before they get married. So it, it's, part, it's just part of, their, it's part of the faith. I don't know how widespread it was in the ancient Jewish uh, faith, but... We it see is it. very, very common. Yeah, okay. It's all through the Hebrew scriptures. We just miss it because they don't use the word baptism. Right, right. Um, like Elijah, or I can't remember. I can't remember if it was Elijah or Elisha tells the centurion to go dip in the river, Jordan, seven times, right? Um, so he can be cleansed of his leprosy. Not the centurion, the soldier. Right. Anyway, the, Is um, that Naaman? Naaman, there you go. Yeah. He, uh, 
that's a mikvah. And so John is out in the desert. <laughs> oh, oh, I hear it. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure that's a. I'm not sure that that's a mikvah. I think that's. Hey, go, go, go! Do this seven times. I don't know that he's. I don't know that he's mikvahing. I, I think mikvah had a particular task connected to ritual purity. Um, this would be a fun debate. I know. I, I feel I, like I, I, we. I would have to turn to someone who's wiser than me, but I'm. I'm not sure that you are ever mikvah. No, just so. I feel like in the NFL, when the announcers, when there's a you know a suspect call, and they have the yeah. you know the what am I trying to say? The professional referee. I feel like we need the professional <laughs> rabbi on hand to be like, and let's make the call. Let's go to Rabbi Joseph and see what he says. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> it would. So. Be, it would help a lot. By the way, Ding special uh, uh, nod for for uh, pulling out the Hebrew word mikvah. So, Everett, jump in here. Um, you can either go to debate whether Naaman had a mikvah or jump back into uh, where the baptism originate from. Yeah, um, I'll just say I'm not sure that what Naaman did was a, was a mikvah, but but mikvah was was an important part of um, the Jewish um, tradition and and practice. Um, you know, when they found. Um, sort of in the the, the areas um, around um, Qumran, where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, there was um, some people there who lived there called the Essenes, mm-hmm. and they were um, they were an active sect of Judaism in, in Jesus's time. Um, they thought that the temple system was corrupt, and they wanted absolutely nothing to do with the temple system, and so. They lived in the wilderness, and they sort of lived this really ascetical um, life, and and part of that was mikvahing seven times a day. So you would um, you would mikvah at various at various times. Um, some of the uh, I don't hey know Everett, if, yeah. How many times did Naaman dip in the river? <laughs> seven. Oh, I'm just wondering. Go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. But I'm, I'm just, He's but throwing I mean, shade, like, man. Like that was, yeah, but that was for like health restorative. I don't. I'm just saying. I'm not sure if that's a. I don't know if that was a mikvah, <laughs> but it could have been. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not a hundred percent either. So. Um, we're, <coughs> excuse me. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, need to hear so. from someone. So whenever this episode goes live, you guys can look it up and post your source of whether that was mikvah or not. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going, Everett. Uh, so anyway, so so they so so mikvah was connected to this this idea of ritual purity, and, and John the Baptist um, shows up and he is taking this this action that 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 first century Jews would have recognized um, as a normative practice, but he changed the meaning from ritual purity into repentance. The kingdom of God is at hand. Mm. And so um, rather than being focused on being ritually pure, um, it was a bap- it was the baptism of repentance. Hmm. That's a good point. I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> so John is out. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going. 
So John is out there and he says, uh, come and pass through the waters like your ancestors. This is where your ancestors re-entered the Holy Land, mm. entered, entered it after the exile, re-entered it after the wandering in the wilderness 40 years, um, and the Ark of the Covenant passed through these waters. Uh, anyway, Moses... Did he, did he say that? He said that in... in no, uh, it's all implied. They all know the story, and okay, they okay, all okay. know... Um, they know the story, you know. Yeah, the, pla- the place where, where John was was baptizing was this this place where they where they crossed. That's and where so, Joshua and them crossed. Is the idea? The, well, in the wilderness at the Jordan. So. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So the geography big. They say you know the geography is the fifth gospel. Hmm. Nice. That's good. Okay, so now we have now we have uh, John um, pointing out John, yeah, John pointing out that this is where, or as you said, it's understood. So I like that geography is the fifth gospel. Um, so where they were should be recognized, or where John was and where he was baptized should be recognized because um, you know Joshua and others entered into the promised land, right? Is that is that what I'm is that right. what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yep. And and that was considered. Um, again, this is not something that was that stuck out, or was taught to me um, as they entered the promised land. But it is a form of a baptism um, when they're moving into this. So I guess that's a mikvah, um, because yeah. right. And so then, so jumping back um, one river further, <laughs> I think, or sea. Was the Red Sea considered a baptism? Yeah. And that's even what we... And even the... I mean, the Christians look back on all of these water experiences with water and uh, see a type or something that's prefiguring baptism. Yeah, prefiguring, yeah. So, like, um, Hmm. the flood, even... In Second Peter or First Peter, I can't remember, but he says in this in this water, what is the verse? Just as eight souls were saved in the flood, so too baptism saves you. Not the removal of dirt from the water, but the answer of a clean conscience towards God. So the idea is that just as they were saved from the violence of the world, sin of the world, through the flood, you come and you pass through the waters. So the big point is we're taking this um, Jewish practice and and just like Jesus, the Last Supper is Passover and it becomes the Eucharist. Um, mikvah is Jewish practice that um, becomes part of the Christian t- tradition. And was the, okay, so you, you brought up the flood, and mm-hmm. the flood was a form of baptism. Um, that's interesting. Um, so, all right, I, I'm going to nudge you guys a little bit further. Is there baptism before the, <laughs> for Noah? <laughs> well, I mean, I think well, certainly our, you know, like our our baptism liturgy, you know, harkens also 
you know, to to the waters of creation and the spirits hovering um, over it. So I, I think we can go and we could look at, at water as this constant um, theme right. um, that that appears throughout the scriptures. And water as an image is all the more important um, if you're living um, in the desert, um, hmm. you know. Um, right. So you imagine, you know, it, it's I, I was talking to somebody last night and they were up in Colorado for for Christmas and, you know, the <clears throat> amount of snow that they got and, and the reason they were so paying Coloradoans have been paying so much attention to it is because things are so dry. And so in the midst of dryness, you know, you know water you know, becomes all the more important of an, of, of a, of an image and a thing. Hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, that's interesting, man. They have had it. Oof. Colorado. Um, but referring back to, um, the first page in the Bible, <laughs> the first few words in the Bible, um, that has been referred to as a, uh, baptism of creation and um you know water is considered referred to as chaos um the sea the ocean whatever it is uh that's referred to in the bible is referred to as chaos and and actually uh tom had given us a book some time ago gosh i don't even know how long ago this was uh by rowan williams called being christian and the baptism section of it uh was just I mean, it was just amazing. Um, But he talks about the watery chaos. um, And as you referred to, Everett, the breath of God hovering over um, the Ruach. We'll throw out our Hebrew words today. (laughs) And how the water, uh, excuse me, the land emerged from the watery chaos. And, um, And that is the idea behind new creation so just like the land rose from the watery chaos when someone is baptized they too rise from the chaos the water and are uh, born into new creation or are a new creation or, or born into new life whichever way you refer to it there it, what, what can you guys add to that uh, symbolism of baptism or anything around that well the Primary symbolism, and I would say symbolism is not the right word. Yeah, okay. That's, the I, I, primary image associated with it is Jesus's um, death, burial, and resurrection. Ah, uh, okay. In Romans six. So just as Christ is died and went into the ground, uh, we die to our old way to sin and we're immersed in the water and then raised to a new life. And that's uh, easier to see if you grew up in a like pagan Roman empire under persecution, you're, when you're baptized, you're entering a new city state. You're leaving the city state of Rome and joining the city of God. Or if you're in a, a country today where there's persecution of Christians, you really see that for someone who's baptized, they're passing from 
an old way of life into a different way of life. So, hmm. But those old and and, and and Tom, I mean, and I think that that's you know that we sort of downplay a lot of times the sort of image of you 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 are bringing your child you're like you're you're you are killing your child or you are killing yourself um and and these baptism waters right i mean right you know that 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 image doesn't always play um super well hmm. um but that's essentially what you're doing is is you're saying you know um the, the old has passed away and 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 now the you know the spirit of God has rested on this one too and brought, you know, and this is why we call it a sacrament, right? This isn't just a, this isn't just like a, a, a ritual practice that for those in the liturgical tradition, the baptism enacts something. Baptism does something. So now maybe if you grew up in the Baptist tradition, right? So, so Justin, you did in the Baptist tradition, baptism, Baptism doesn't really do anything other than to sort of do like a like a public witness, like see, look, I'm 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 baptized. Right, and I'm part of the church. Now. Um, and this is why in some Baptist traditions you have to be rebaptized to join that particular church. Mm. Um, because baptism doesn't do anything. Baptism is just a sort of a, a of a of a you know, sign. What really matters is is that you've accepted, you know, Jesus into your heart and called him your savior. Do we do? Do we? Uh, how do I ask this? Do we do a good enough job in teaching baptism? In your thoughts? Is that? I mean, because. The idea that, um, I mean, <clears throat> going around and saying someone's going to kill their child is not, you know, that's not going to sell. <laughs> go over real well. Sorry, I don't mean to use sell, but that's not going to go over real well. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I feel like there is an opportunity there for for better, you know, education and understanding. Um, and maybe you, maybe you disagree. Maybe you think, no, it is. It's good. You know, Tom. Do you feel like it's conveyed enough? Well, I go back and forth on this. Mm-hmm. Um, we There's really two things going on. Uh, when, we, when we baptize a child, which you don't, which maybe before the end of this, we can explain to a, uh, the evangelical who might be listening. But when you baptize a child, you're doing something else. You're not really doing something else in the eyes of God, but you're you're dealing with a different reality than if you're, or at least ideally you are, than if you're baptizing an adult who's new to faith. So um, when you're, the education has to take place with the family and uh, with the sponsors. The good news is when it's with when it's a child, you have hope because of the commitment they're making at baptism, you're going to have the rest of their life to teach that child, you know, 
Um, so, I mean, and that's the ideal, but we, we do need to do a better job of teaching the parents and, uh, say the sponsors, what, what this is. And if it's somebody who's old enough, we need to do a better job of teaching them, you know, what, what's happening. Obviously, I think you're right. We don't do it a good enough job but some i mean at, at your parish uh saint patrick's uh any adult being baptized goes through a nine nine month study on wednesday nights mm-hmm. before it's a catechumenate before they're baptized um and then they're not only studying baptism but uh but, but yeah. do you, and, and and tom i want to go back to something you said because i think you i think you hit the nail on the head um and and that is that in 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 other cultures and particularly in the earliest christian cultures like choosing to become christian came with great risk Mm. there isn't really a whole lot of risk (laughs) um and 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 and, i mean i'm I'm, and i don't want to down i mean like yes i mean i think i think for for people who have sort of a radical change in life um mm-hmm. that you know they they they've hit rock bottom and and they turn their life to the lord and and they just have this 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 amazing conversion experience right i think you know i mean i think those folks have sort of a glimpse of it but for for most of us like what was what 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 did i what was that different in terms of my day-to-day experiences prior to baptism mm-hmm. versus after and it's not as readily apparent. I mean, I would hope that over a long period of life, I would say, "Oh, yeah, there were some, yeah, there were some differences." But well, and that's also because we have a different view of salvation. Um, we see it as that process of being formed into the image of God or Christ. Like First Peter, um, that practice of theosis being changed, you know, add to your faith, godliness, godliness, self-control, self-control, you know, that whole thing. And uh, part of that is the underst- um, a different understanding of what's happening to us. But... Gosh, I lost my train of thought because I started talking about. Uh... <laughs> oh, so I grew up in a place where they did do a great job of teaching you that you're passing from death to life. Hmm. But it didn't recognize the reality of a kid who grew up in the church. So let's say you've been to church like little Tommy Dolman. Every time the doors are open, Sunday and Wednesday, BBS, <laughs> all the meetings, everything, your whole life from birth until 14 when you're the last holdout to get baptized. <laughs> and uh, and you don't, you don't swear, you've never done drugs, you did smoke some for a little while when you were a skater, but uh, <laughs> you, you didn't really know how to inhale. You know, uh, 
you uh you don't really have a a bad sin that you can think of or fabricate to uh tell to everybody that you're being saved from you know because Ooh. part of being saved is acknowledging that you're lost and that you know if you're practicing believers baptism hmm. and so it it fails to recognize that baptism is also just an adoption so um a child who is adopted by a family you know mm-hmm. they might be a part of that family they might be uh raised in it have the same customs and traditions act just like that family and people might even think they're a part of the family but they but they become officially a part of that family when they go into that courtroom on the gotcha day mm-hmm. and they have that ceremony and the judge signs the paper and they she beats down the gavel and then they're adopted right right i think that um that's the imagery i never heard growing up hmm. so uh it failed to recognize well, and, and, it, and if you look if you think of circumcision as entrance into the covenant in judaism right hmm. um then, then the, the parallel would be would be baptism. Baptism is entrance into the new covenant, um, right. and they didn't they didn't thankfully they didn't say, well, you know, you got to be an age of consent before we can, you know, circumcise. Um, hmm. Which 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 interestingly, I mean, not 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 to go off the deep end, but you know, I think it's in San Francisco where they either have a law or try to pass a law. That basically would have would have prohibited circumcision for for infants, um, and I think it got I think it got defeated, but I don't know. But there was a move to to outlaw it as a practice. Hmm. There there is a. <clears throat> I appreciate Tom how you touched on the idea that because um, I kind of came in the same way as like I'm. Uh, I had to go through and do like an inventory of the bad things I have done. Um, you know, and that's what this idea of baptism is going to save me from, you know, and then, and then in my mind, then I'm done with them. As soon as I'm baptized, I'm not going to do these things anymore. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and, th- di- and did you Justin? Yes, Tom, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, um, you know, there's a good, there's a, there's a healthy balance to understanding a baptism. You know, what it is and what it's not um, is very important, I think, um, because it's it's not a light switch, right? Um, but it is, but it is the the idea that I'm going to turn on the light, <laughs> um, and so. Uh, but my same kind of thing. I mean, I was the ripe old age, and I know I've said this on here before of six when I made that you know mature decision. And it was based around being, you know, part of the church, kind of like you said. I like you said you're the holdout. 
<laughs> you hold out 14. Um, but it was so my parents would be proud of me, you know, and, and nothing's wrong with that. Um, but also being a part of something, I don't know how much thought I gave that, that, that may have been romanticized later. Um, but now in, you know, in our church, when a child is baptized, we sit down and, um, sorry, we're part, the church is a part of it. Um, sorry, I, words are going away and we sit and say how that we will support them in their life to come and how important that is um, for community community purposes and people doing that. So we're supporting them in their new life. Um, and that was, I didn't understand that. You know, I, all the people I stood up front, everybody came by and shook my hand <laughs> and, you know, and I, I don't even know what I think about that, but it was just, um, it's a powerful, powerful thing. And, and recognizing that, um, even when you say the words and do it over and over, sometimes I don't feel like we recognize exactly what we just said we're going to do for that person or for that child. And I think it's really important to kind of drive that home um, because I think that's part of being in a Jesus community is supporting one another, even when it's not your kid or whatever it is. And, and so um, for baptism, that that's part beautiful. of it that's for me beautiful. is very powerful. That's beautiful. I think right, I mean, that, because I mean, this is like the communal aspect of it you know, Justin is what you're talking about is, is that we don't do faith alone. All right. Um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. Oh, show Tom, what were you saying? The other big difference though, between our understanding and, uh, like the evangelical world or where I came from is that under, your salvation depends on you understanding what you're doing. Right. right. First of all, you cannot understand it. Right. Um, theologians don't understand it. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we might be able to repeat uh, Paul's uh, passage, but we, we understand it in our heads, but we don't know what it means. Mm. Um and the other thing is a baby who's adopted doesn't their understanding is irrelevant. Hmm. Uh, they they're brought into this family and maybe it's a family like we said they're already a part of essentially because they've been raised in it. But they're right. brought into the family and given the name of that family be by the grace of the family or of the leader of the family. And in, in our case, the metaphor is God, you know, we're brought in. Um, at, it's a gift. So I don't, and that's something I never heard growing up, but um, hmm. anyway. But at, that being said, if I was baptizing an adult, I would still, I would want them to understand it as much as they as they could. Yeah. But but your salvation doesn't depend on understanding it. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. I, I, I remember I um, so we have a, a parishioner who 
did some work in hospice and and um he would go and he would visit this guy kent and kent um lived in a group home um he probably had mental capacity of you know maybe a three or four year old Hmm. um and and they were talking about about faith and i don't know don said hey have you ever been baptized and you know kent didn't think so and so don said hey would you come baptize him so i i go out to to the group home and we baptize kent and you know, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I say the prayer over him. We get done, and Kent goes, well, "What about Jesus?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think about that story about that 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 even though, right? I mean, so on one level, so on one level, he deeply understood hmm. what baptism was about, hmm. and there was another level in which. You know, how does how how does all this connect to the story? How does the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit connect oh, that's to the good. story of Jesus? And 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 what I love about it is is that Kent is a full child of God, and you know, regardless of his ability to fully understand, but at, but but it was clear, at least at some level, he understood. What about Jesus? They didn't hear, he didn't, he didn't hear Jesus' name in that baptism. Uh, <laughs> That's a great story to end on. That's it, man. Um, good discussion. Good discussion. Thank, thank you guys. And thank you everyone for listening. And, um, and, and, uh, I think we have to go away from this and think, what about Jesus? <laughs> good stuff. Good reminder. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.